All right, thank you, Scott Shannon, and thanks to all of you for being with us. Here's our toll-free number. It is 800-941-SEAN if you want to be a part of the program today. You know, it's I, I watched a lot of the debate as much as I could, and then I'm on the air against the debate, so you know, I'm sure a lot of my audience wanted to see both and maybe fl- hopefully flip back and forth. I just wasn't that impressed. I don't like when you have five people up there on stage and... Yeah, I I just don't think you get the substance that you want to get out of a debate. And I'm not sure. I mean, Vivek made this point about why the why why is this on NBC? I mean, I like the fact that Hugh Hewitt was there. I think that that certainly helps. But why is the RNC bothering the people at NBC hate Republicans? I mean, the bias can't be any more clear. It's it's corrupt, abusively biased. Um, and then you get into these little pissing matches between the, the candidates over things that I don't find substantive enough. One of the things, this, this debate that we have coming up on November 30th, and I have a lot of me- media people that have been wanting to interview me, and I almost always turn down most interview requests, as you know, Linda, and I've been doing a bunch of them in the lead up to the, the debate between uh, Governor DeSantis and Governor Newsom is one of the reasons I like the format that uh, that we've created for this debate is, is this, there's going to be room to breathe here. In other words, it's going to be, okay, let, let's talk about immigration, sanctuary cities, controlling our borders. Let's talk about taxes. Let's talk about energy. You know, let's talk about the economy. Let's talk about, you know, there's a lot of topics. And what I hope to accomplish is... I mean, you're looking at two heavyweight governors of of two of the largest states in our country. Uh, They've been kind of sniping at each other for a long time now behind the scenes, and they've agreed to let me moderate it. Although Gavin is out there complaining, it's already two on one and it's on Fox. I I, I literally wrote him. I said, really, Gavin? You know, and this is the guy that thanked me for giving him a fair interview when I interviewed him because I kept my word. I said, I'm going to let him answer the questions. And I have... I have no, my job in this is to let them answer the questions. And the questions are going to be what they're going to be. I think a lot of it will be fairly predictable questions. I might have a few curveballs in there that maybe they don't expect. But here's the good part. We've got 90 minutes for this debate. 90. And you only have two people. So that kind of lends itself to an environment where whether they like each other or not, I don't. I don't think they're going to be openly hostile towards each other. Maybe they will. Maybe they won't. I can't. I, I, I can't control any of that. But my hope is is that we actually. I mean, it's kind of an amazing thing if you think about it. You have two of the biggest states, and they couldn't be governing any more differently than they are, and it's very representative, I think, of the moment we as a country. Are now living through and it's a point that i have made often which is how do you reconcile defund dismantle the police no bail laws with those that want law and order so people can be safe and secure and pursue happiness tell me where the middle ground is there well we'll only defund 50 percent. we'll cut it right you know cut the baby in half as they say just as a phrase and i'm like wow uh, you know, pretty amazing. I don't see common ground here. 
You know, there used to be a time on this radio program. By the way, Joe Manchin announced that he's not running for re-election for the U.S. Senate. Did, did you see that, Linda? Manchin is not running. I did see that. Um, it doesn't surprise me. I could see him running for governor if he runs for office again. He's not going to do anything. He is old. He needs to retire and go spend his millions that he never earned being in the Senate. The one thing I will say, he was one of the few Democratic senators that would even take my call. And we could have a discussion. And it was it was always cordial. And how did he vote? Well, he voted in ways I would have disagreed with. There you go. You know, the Inflation Reduction Act, he was at a 70% plus approval rating in West Virginia when he was opposing it. I don't know why he changed his mind and eventually gave in to that. And I know that the Democrats, Chuck Schumer and Joe Biden promised him he wanted that the pipeline, what was it, from West Virginia to Virginia or West Virginia to somewhere. And he was promised this if he went along with the act. Which, by the way, I don't blame him. He's standing up for the people of West Virginia, stand, standing up for energy, a big part of the economy. And then they reneged on the whole thing. And I, 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 maybe, I'm, maybe I'm just guessing wrong here, but I interpreted that as like, he's done. You know, these people are not men and women of their word. They're not honorable people. And I find that with a lot of people in politics. But there used to be a time I could call Joe Lieberman today and he would, he would take my call in two seconds. Funny story about Joe Lieberman. And maybe he was the canary in the coal mine. Maybe in the sense that, you know, here you have a guy in 2000 that ran as the vice presidential candidate for the Democratic Party. And then just a few years later, the Democrats throw him off the ticket. He has to run as an independent, wins as an independent, wins his seat back because he's very well liked. Uh, He's got an amazing family. I've met his family. And, and he and I, even when we're disagreeing, it's, we disagree, but we're not disagreeable. You can't, there's nothing not to like about this guy. Um, I would agree with him. I, we, we did tend to agree on issues involving national security. We definitely disagreed on everything involving social issues, but there's no more Joe Liebermans anymore. And if Joe Manchin was the moderate, there's no moderates anymore. I mean, I think somebody told me Kristen Cinema. I mean, I know she says she's an independent now, but I think she still votes with Joe Biden 97, 8, 9 percent of the time. I mean, what difference does it make if you call yourself an independent or a Democrat? Um, I'm not, I don't know her. I've never had a conversation with her. A lot of these people won't take my phone call. But what I like about the debate that we're doing is it's there's enough time for the for the Look, you're dealing with two very smart people. Whether you like, Gavin Newsom is slick. Gavin Newsom will come in prepared. So will Ron DeSantis. He's had one of the best formal educations of any any person that runs any state. But they disagree on everything. And on every issue that I'm going to bring up, I'm, I'm, I'm curious if there's going to be any middle ground, if there's going to be any area where you could say, okay, we could probably find agreement here. If you do this, we do that. Those days now seem done. They now, the left in this country has gone insane. Now, I was happy, happily surprised that 22 Democrats voted to censure Congresswoman Tlaib when she said, from the river to the sea, which, in case you don't know, means to wipe Israel off the map. And I was glad that they did that, but 
You know, so I'm, I'm not saying, I, for example, I like all the people on that stage last night, even Dopey Vivek, who thinks that I was so mean to him in the debate, and Hannity asked me a hard question, and Tucker was much nicer to me on his show. I'm like, just shut up and answer the question. Just, you know, really, you got to whine about everything? Um, in my opinion, he came in a little too cocky, a little too prepared with his, you know, one-liners, et cetera, et cetera. And I think it was a big mistake. I just don't think it's fair to bring up people's children in a debate. I just think it's wrong. And I didn't like when he brought up Nikki Haley's daughter. I mean, seriously, leave the kids out of it. It's bad enough that they have famous parents. It's that enough. That's enough of a burden on them. Um, I thought Governor DeSantis, he, he just took the high road on this stuff for the most part. He did go after Donald Trump in the beginning of the interview. Uh you know, I wish that the battle within the Republican ranks, it's going to happen in every primary. At some point, the top candidates are going to start killing each other. But usually that's at the end of the process. Usually when, you know, there's two people left and everything's on the line and you got to win this state or you got to win that state. That's that's when things can get very ugly. Although you want to see an ugly campaign, you can go back to John McCain and George W. Bush if you go to South Carolina, I mean, it became a must-win state at that point for George W. Bush. I mean, it was brutal. I mean, that campaign at that point was brutal. Um, so I just, I, I see this now as America now. You have a, a, a party that is weak, a party that doesn't have the strength to really advance any agenda except distinguish itself from the socialist, radical, climate alarmist cultists that represent the Democratic Party. And I don't even see enough agreement on their side. And that's frustrating to me. At that point, we then have like a uniparty in America. I do want clear distinctions. I want bold colored differences, as Reagan talked about. I want a choice election. I want to know how they distinguish themselves from what the Democratic Party is doing. You know, I'm watching Joe Biden out there and, you know, he actually said yesterday, oh, I'm not trailing Trump in battleground states. I'm like, yes, you are. The New York Times even says you're trailing in five of the six battleground states. Did you ask for a three day pause to Netanyahu? You know, I've been asking for a pause for a lot more than three days. Um, yes. All right. That's the wrong tape. Let's go to the other one. I'll get to that one in a second. I'm not trailing Trump in battleground states. That's cut four on today's cut sheet. Did you ask for a three-day pause to Netanyahu? All right, he'll find it. Anyway, now, Joe Biden admitted in the cut that uh, we were just playing, I asked Netanyahu for even a longer pause than three days. Why would the president of the United States, after Israel's 9-11 on steroids and human growth hormone, if you extrapolate out populations... Why would he be asking Israel to pause for anything? What does a pause mean? A pause means they rearm, they recalculate, they, they, they redeploy, and then they come back even more powerful than they were before, and you stop your momentum. Why would we ask Israel to stop the momentum because they're winning the war? It doesn't make any sense. And then Biden said something that I haven't heard of, he said he struck Iran's Revolutionary Guard because they struck us. Linda, we read the news all day, every day. Did we strike it? 
the Iranian Revolutionary Guard. Is he talking about the two pinprick uh, strikes at empty warehouses? Is that what he's referring to? After 40-some-odd attacks against American soldiers? I mean, it's unbelievable. Do we have that tape? Why did you strike Iran's Revolutionary Guard? Because they struck us. And President Biden, why did you hit them again? They struck us. What is he talking? Because they struck us. Yeah, well, they've been striking us forever. And just like China has been intimidating and, and, and challenging our fighter jets in international airspace, just like China has been flying spy balloons over our country for eight days, no consequences, just like China has been confronting our Navy in international waterways, just like they've been confronting our ally Taiwan by constantly flying over their airspace in a, in a hostile way. And Joe Biden hasn't done a thing, just like, you know, no problem if, in fact, the Houthis take out a, a $30 million uh, American drone. You know, there's, there's, no, there's no consequences for Vladimir Putin taking out our drones. There's no consequences for anybody in all of this. It's unbelievable. Anyway, you got, which one do you have? We have Why do you think it is that you're trailing Trump in all these swing state polls? Because you don't read the polls out. There are 10 polls. Eight of them, I'm beating them in those states. Eight of them. You guys only do two. CNN and New York Times. Check it out. Check it out. We'll get you a copy of all those polls. You don't believe you're trailing in battleground states? No, I don't. I'm not trailing in battleground states. You know what? Just check it out. Just check it out. Yeah, come on, man. Come Just on, check man. it out. Come on, man. He's uh, so cool. He's so cool. Like, when I look at him, I'm like, I want to be that cool when I grow up. 800-941-SEAN, our number. Um, what do you think of the debate last night? Just give it a grade. Boring as hell. It really was, wasn't it? It's just terrible, and I think it's just telling that the crowd is chanting Trump. I know. That was... I mean, come on now. Enough with the nonsense. We all know who the candidate is. All right. We all saw what happened on October the 7th in Israel. More than 1,400 Israelis killed, hundreds taken hostage. Uh, Israel now in the middle of a ground invasion in the south in Gaza. Uh, so far, 320 confirmed IDF soldiers have been killed. Uh, as a result of all of this, uh, we literally have thousands and thousands of Israelis now uh, have been taken out of their homes in the north by Lebanon uh, and in the south. Some of these some of these uh, border uh, cities and right now, there's a need for a lot of assistance on the ground to help the people that have been displaced. Critical essentials like food, medicine, other emergency supplies. There are literally a couple of hundred thousand people that are displaced. Now, the International Fellowship of Christians and Jews, they're on the ground in Israel, and they're helping all the people of Israel that need help now. They need food, medicine, other supplies. And there's two ways you can donate. One, you could use your mobile phone, dial pound 250, say the keyword Hannity for Israel, all right? Or visit our website. It's Hannity, H-A-N-N-I-T-Y-F-O-R, Israel, one word, dot com, Hannity for Israel dot com, and help these people out because right now the government is a little bit distracted, wouldn't you say?